0: Welcome to Veterans AZ, a show about Arizona's amazing veterans, those who have worn the uniform and those who support them. This month, we honor those who have fallen. One reason that veterans are embraced by their fellow Americans is the fact that those who serve in the military understand that it may require them to pay the ultimate price. Memorial Day is one day each year, we as Americans are asked to reflect upon those who have served our nation and never came home more than one million members of the United States armed forces have died in the line of duty. This episode of Veterans AZ is dedicated to those brave souls who went into harm's way and did not return.
1: They shall grow not old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. We gather here today with a shared attitude of gratitude. 23 centuries ago, so Plutarch tells us, an old Spartan king observed, it is not the places that grace men, but men grace the places. In a world awash with change, some things stand firm, some things are, as Plato said, good and true and beautiful.
2: 1 January 2018, during Operation
1: Freedom... If you have ever known one of the fallen, you've known greatness, but it is hard to be content with their silence, for we miss them. The empty chair on a holiday, empty every day, the photograph that goes wherever you do, the picture fades, but the person in it does not. Their fighting spirit persists, passed down through the ranks, their spirit echoes in those who serve today in the air, on land, and at sea. No words will ease your pain, but I beg you, let it have meeting. Unite your sorrow to their awesome purpose. People do grace places, but people also grace people. We are blessed by our time with those now asleep the mighty and the gentle. Let us share their story with others, then, like the poet, we all can say, sleep soldiers, still in honored rest, your truth and valor wearing. The bravest are the tenderest, the loving are the daring.
0: A long-standing Memorial Day tradition in many communities is gathering to commemorate those we have lost. Many communities have created special places where we can honor our veterans on Memorial Day and throughout the year. In this episode, we will learn more about those places, including one of the newest, the USS Arizona Memorial Gardens at Salt River. First, we will meet Jim Geiser, our Arizona Veteran of the Month. Jim is a United States Marine who has dedicated himself to honoring fellow Arizona veterans. Jim helped create the Veterans Memorial Wall at Arizona State University, which honors 134 Sun Devils who lost their lives in service to the nation. His current project is the Scottsdale Memorial for the Fallen, which breaks ground soon and will similarly honor Scottsdale area veterans who left home to serve their country, never to return. You obviously experienced the most intense sort of military service uh, with the Marines in Vietnam, uh, and then you came home, and in recent years have found yourself working on uh, different memorial projects yes. for veterans. So, how soon after you came home did this did this desire to honor those who had been lost start to grow in you?
3: Well. I think it's always been there. I don't know that it ever came from anywhere. Um, I was at ASU, I was asked to join the veterans chapter of the Alumni Association. Um, Had a pretty good fit there with those gentlemen and and ladies. And uh, they told me one day that ASU, every year they read the name of all the veterans on uh, Veterans Day. And why do genealogy research as a hobby And I said, I'd like to see that list. I'd like to look at it. Uh, Turned out nobody knew who had the list. So it took me almost a year to find it. And uh, I deleted about half the names because they were still alive. And uh, then added and added and added over a period. And we eventually got to about 135. And since then, we've added two names to our completed memorial.
0: So you went from learning that, that ASU had this tradition of, of reading the names of alumni who, who lost their lives in military service. And then you, you took this, this paper list and turned it into a physical place yes. at ASU. Can you tell us more about how that all came together?
3: Well, basically it involves a lot of research to find out that we have the correct names. Now these, are, these lists are not necessarily just veterans. They're what we call the fallen. So the veterans who died on active duty, uh, I'm a veteran, but I'm not a fallen. So uh, we had to whittle this list down. We had a, a little couple of them were a little bit controversial and we tried to be inclusive and, and get everybody involved. And then we just we hired someone to tell us what to do with it. And they came up with the idea of a wall-mounted memorial in the lower level of the MU at, uh, next to the Pat Tillman C- Center. And uh, then we had to raise money and I wrote it to Dr. Crow and said to help. And all of a sudden, uh, $30,000 appeared, and we built our memorial. Uh, we had already raised about twenty. dollars So uh, anyway, it was dedicated. Uh, I think it turned out a lot nicer than we thought it would. And uh, like I said, we've added, uh, I guess, three names now since we dedicated it.
0: And what has the response been like at ASU?
3: Um, most of the students just walk by it. They don't really appreciate it. But uh, it's there for them to pause and reflect. We've got a bench there. You can sit there and and think about those and recognize some names. Pat Tillman's name is on there. Um, I believe two friends of mine, their names are on there also. And then through an organization online called Find a Grave, best I could, I documented the individual stories, and those are all available. Some of them are pretty sad, and some of them were... uh, I think one of them crashed his airplane on uh, McDowell Road and 60th Street uh, during a training exercise, but he died on active duty, so he made our list.
0: Well, it sounds like a place that certainly, if, if one has a tie to, uh, to ASU and to the veterans community there, it would be worthy of, of visiting, mm-hmm. and as you say, to, to mm-hmm. pause and, and reflect. So your mm-hmm. current project is the Scottsdale Memorial for the Fallen, uh, which will similarly honor Scottsdale area residents who have given their lives in the line of duty. So when did you first decide to pursue this project?
3: <clears throat> um, soon after we started working on the ASU one, um, I met with some council uh, members here and said, is there a memorial like, memorial like this in Scottsdale? And they told me, no, we don't, we don't have one. Uh, they referred me to the chaplain, which is a very nice memorial, uh, but it doesn't have any names on it. And we wanted to put names on it, so we started doing the research. And this is uh, like seven years ago now that we started working on this. I formed a board of directors. Um, They're very good people. They're very helpful. Um, All of them are older than I am. Um, But uh, they've been very helpful, very supportive, mostly uh, emotional support. And uh, we've now come up with 66 names. I just added one name this year, Uh, actually the first one to die. Uh, last name was Rothrode, Roth, Roth and he died in, in uh, France during World War I.
0: So what form will this memorial take? The, the ASU is a, is a wall uh, in a, inside of a building, but this, this memorial will be different.
3: We're going to be outside. That's the area that the city council gave us to, to work with. Um, we decided to go with a granite memorial. It's gonna have the emblems of the five branches of the service, a dedication, the Scottsdale logo, and then 66 names uh, arranged in order of death.
0: With both the ASU Memorial and mm-hmm. this memorial, having a list of names is, is front and center. And that seems to be a, of primary importance to you in, in the way that we honor those who have been lost.
3: Well, we want it to be accurate. We don't wanna miss anybody. Um, and we don't want anybody on there that doesn't deserve to be on there. So it's a little bit critical how we do that. For instance, uh, we went through two world wars before the city of Scottsdale had any boundaries. So we had to kind of look area-wide uh, and it basically was Winfield Scott and his farm and a couple stores uh, in World War I. And yet uh, we have three individuals who died during World War I, two from the Pima reservation and, and one from the community here.
0: This, this feels like a very personal endeavor to you. As you as you said, you've been working on it for seven years.
3: Well, three of the names on there are people I knew. Um, uh, Marshall Trimble's on my board. His uncle is on there. Uh, Joanne Handley is on our, my board, and her uncle is on there. Um, Bill Mack was on my board, but he has since passed away. So my board is just five of us now, and we're charging forward trying to do what we think is will be a wonderful attribute and addition to the city.
0: And certainly part of the purpose of, of any kind of memorial like this is, is to preserve those names and and that legacy. And and that's something that obviously you have taken on as a as a personal uh, project.
3: Basically these were young kids. They didn't marry so they really don't have descendants. And uh, you use the word forgotten and that's what's going to happen to them. And I don't know that we're going to find anyone else that's going to do this kind of research uh, without some kind of motivation. I just wanted to do it to honor them.
0: What is your hope when, uh, either at the ASU Memorial, uh, Veterans Memorial Wall, or at the Scottsdale Memorial for the Fallen, uh, what is your hope for the the place in our, in our culture and our society that these memorials take in the future?
3: Well, I think it's important that we as individuals and parents and citizens you share the legacy of those who came before us. Um, so I think I'm hoping that families will go down there and you know the kids will run their fingers over the names and maybe ask a question and and maybe that'll help them to become more patriotic and more concerned about
0: serving their community. Listing the names of those lost is an important act of remembering. The Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Washington DC names 58,279 service members lost in Vietnam. A veteran named Jan Scruggs is the man who took his traumatic experience of war and refocused it to honor his comrades and create one of the largest and most impactful monuments in the world.
2: It's very difficult for me. I've only done this once before, and I kind of <laughs> fell apart. So uh, all these guys who died on, the, on this day, uh, I saw them die. I, I was with them. And all these guys, they're they all laying on the ground. They weren't moving. They were all dead. Just 12 guys, they were all dead. There was nothing we could do. I suffered such post-traumatic stress disorder from that. I was kind of haunted by it. So all of our buddies who died, obviously who's, who the hell's gonna remember them? For some reason, it became my quest to do this. It was like something I had to do because I was so tortured by what had happened in this incident. Uh, This created the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. Many of the people who are related to these people on the wall, they, they know they didn't die for nothing. They remember him the way he was when he was 19 or 20 years old, before he got killed in Vietnam. They remember how he was. And they think, you know, what would he have done in life? He would have done something something good and had a family. But at a young age, he was robbed of his youth. If you look at these memorials, and this one particularly because it's so big with all the names, these are very hard deaths. They were violent deaths that occurred 12,000 miles from Nebraska or your home. It's a tough thing. We ended up with this memorial because of them Vietnam veterans have come to Washington, D.C. to take part in this ceremony, to dedicate the memorial to all who served. Let us take a moment to remember those who were taken from us, a moment of silence. Ladies and gentlemen, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial is now dedicated. How about a hand?
0: while memorial day commemorations this year will certainly look and feel different than those in the past we are fortunate because across our great state there are many veterans monuments and memorials Places we can go to pay our respects on Memorial Day and every other day of the year. In February 2020, the Valley added another such place, the USS Arizona Memorial Gardens at Salt River. Join us to learn how a conversation about a flag eventually led to a piece of the USS Arizona being delivered to the Valley with an incredible memorial built around it.
4: It started with a flag. The Salt River Indian community had a desire to have a flag from the USS Arizona. And it took many conversations and many years. Um, And finally, they were invited to Pearl Harbor to receive a flag um, back in 2007. And it was during that visit, I think, that conversations were had and relationships were made. And the opportunity and the glimmer of that opportunity to have a piece of the Arizona back here in Salt River, I, it began the, that day. Um, and once again, years and years, and years of conversation later, there was an opportunity for the uh, American Legion post, the Bushmasters post 1114 from here from Salt River to go back to Pearl Harbor, have those discussions again. And then then finally this became available and they asked the community if they would like it. And they said, absolutely. So that's the story of the actual relic getting here. You're sitting on a five-acre footprint here, and it's actually the same length and width of the USS Arizona Pearl Harbor. There's 1,512 columns here that make the silhouette of the ship, um, and 1,171 of those columns are lit, and those represent the people that passed that day. The 1,512 represents a column for every single person that was on board the ship December 7th. Um, there survivors were indicated by the posts that don't have any lights, and you'll see there's few and far between. Um, so that's basically the footprint here, and that doesn't even talk about the relic, which is behind me in that building, um, and that is a piece of the boathouse. And the boathouse was actually the makeshift memorial after the attacks on December 7th. Um, it's what where everybody went. It was the standing piece. Um, until the time where they were able to raise enough fa- funds to build the memorial that we know of today. So this boathouse ended up in a shipyard for years after that. Um, and now it is commemorated here in the building behind us. Um, in addition, you'll find there's interpretive panels on both sides of the relic building that talk about you know, what led up to the attack, the attack itself and um, the journey of the piece getting here. Additionally, there are name blocks for every single person that was on board the ship that day with their rank. Um, so that's a beautiful thing to see here in the gardens as well. Rather than having to create a space that had water, we were able to utilize the space where the water was already here. It was just reclaimed water from Salt River Fields. They extended the lake. And the intent, of course, was they wanted to show the bow of the ship in the water as if it is in Pearl Harbor now. So it really has been at unbelievable location for it as you when you are near the bow of this landscape over here and you're over the water it's just it's mesmerizing. Out in the water you'll see two turrets actually which represent the turrets and the one closest to the deck is the turret number two which is where the big bomb dropped and um, blew up the Arizona sadly but you'll see that that it, it's actually irrigation for the water right but it's an attention to look like the oil that is still bubbling as you'll see in Pearl Harbor so lots of little details that really tell the story you know the Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community has has believes that we should be indebted to all people that lost their lives in serving the country and you know both the Pima and the Maricopa have always been very engaged in the military for, for years, actually dating back in Arizona to um, helping the US government with civil war battles. So there's always been that, those huge ties. And like I say, I think conversations were had and they just decided at that point they really wanted to have the flag. Um, once they received the flag, Every single year on December 7th, they promised the Navy and everyone at Pearl Harbor that they would have a waving of the flag ceremony every December 7th, and now that is actually done here. Um, so it's just, it's just an indebted feeling in so many people's hearts here within the community. At night, it's, uh, the lights are LED lights and they're staged to go on at sunset, actually military twilight I believe it's called, a few minutes after sunset. And when you're here during that time, the gardens do completely transform. I think it's a place where we can share those stories with our family, with our children, and, and make those stories live on. And whether it be for, like I say, you know, the USS Arizona, World War II, or any of the other conflicts, it's important for us. Um, and I hope that people recognize the importance and the sacrifice that all of our veterans make every single day of their lives, and the things that they miss with their families and those that never come back. So. I hope that gives them a moment to think about those things. The gardens, memorial gardens are open every single day. Um, people are welcome to come from you know dawn till dusk. We actually encourage people to come even after sunset a little bit so you can enjoy the, um, the lights when they turn on and, and feel that transformation. The relic room itself is open during major military holidays. Um, and if you are interested in having a tour, if there's 10 or more folks, we can arrange that too. Um, so we have a visitor center, you can outreach to us there. Um, but yes, anybody is welcome any, any day uh, of the year to come and visit and enjoy.
0: The USS Arizona Memorial Gardens is truly a special place. It is now among the many wonderful veterans' memorials and monuments in the Valley of the Sun. Family caregivers play an important role in caring for veterans at home and in the community. The VA's Comprehensive Assistance for Family Caregivers program offers enhanced clinical support for caregivers of eligible veterans who are seriously injured. The services and eligibility have recently been expanded so that more veterans and their caregivers can receive assistance. Previously, this program was only for those veterans injured after September 11, 2001. But now, the program is available for family caregivers of veterans injured before May 7, 1975. In addition, the program now also offers legal and financial assistance for designated primary family caregivers. The Phoenix VA Medical Center has a caregiver support coordinator available to assist you with enrolling in these programs. Contact them at 602-277-5551 extension 7777. Learn more about the VA's caregiver support programs at caregiver.va.gov. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Veterans AZ. Find full-length interviews, past episodes, and more information at veteransaz.org. You can also find Veterans AZ in your favorite podcast app.